This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. TV Wrestling Network loyalists, friends, family, and all, welcome back from your holiday Thanksgiving weekend. This is episode 206 of your longtime home since 2014 for everything modern day wrestling all over the world, Place to be Nation's main event. I am Scott Criscolo. Welcome back. I hope everyone had a wonderful uh, holiday weekend and was relaxed as we head into uh, the final month of 2022 and more holiday weekends because Christmas and New Year's are both uh, th- over a weekend. So that's kind of cool. Uh, but, you know, what happened during the holiday weekend was actually wrestling. Yes. The one of the big four was this past Thursday. Well, I'm sorry. This it used to be this past Thursday, this past Saturday uh, Survivor Series up in Boston and uh, also a retirement pay-per-view on fight for one of the greatest uh, of all time. We'll talk about that as well. little AEW chit-chat as they head into the end of the year and uh, impact with some big news as well and any other tidbits we care to uh, chat about as we uh, as we head into the final month of 2022. But let me bring in, of course, my crew, the gang, all here at the table. Who's at the head of the table? Hmm. Interesting. Let me first bring in uh, a man who I assume has had plenty of Deep fried turkey in his day. Uh, I'll ask him now if he had any uh, this weekend. Hello, Sheriff Pete Schermacher. Hey, how's it going? Uh, no, I had uh, some shit came up and I wasn't able to get down for Thanksgiving. Normally, we had the last, I think, uh, I think the last three out of the five years we've done the uh, fried turkey, though. But I, I didn't do it uh, this year because of other uh, other things that came up. Uh, I've never had it. I, I'm dying. To, I'm dying to. Uh, Delicious. It's uh, and it's so fast. I mean, it's. You know, most people take all day to do a turkey. Fried turkey is like 10 minutes. It's amazing. Is it really? Wow. Yeah. That's kind of awesome. Uh, that's amazing. Uh, Pete, always a pleasure. Uh, this gentleman uh, served deep fried turkey at the annual um, Kings of Sport Patreon uh, Thanksgiving shindig. And we, up at the VIP table, me and the other guy here on our show, got to have it as well. Uh, any leftovers, Godfather Nate Milton? Hey guys, uh, long time listener, first time caller. Uh, <laughs> glad, glad to be on the show tonight. Uh, yes, I am, uh, you know, on the show this evening via the good old cell phone because the laptop is dead, Scotty, and and, uh, and it did it didn't die in the traditional way most laptops die. It died because I threw it on the ground because I lost the office betting pool on which morning show co-hosts were going to have an affair. I should have put my money on Good Morning America, but instead I put my money on Al Roker and Hoda Kotb from the Today Show. <laughs> I, I just I just wanted to see them two crazy kids get together, but it didn't happen. So the laptop is on the fritz. But uh, you mentioned the Kings of Sport Patreon, Scotty. Now would be a great time in the holiday season to sign up for the Patreon. $5 gets you in the door. If you want to pay more, we won't stop you. Not with the way laptop prices keep going to go and going up, Scotty. So, uh, <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm here. I'm, I'm in. I'm in the holiday spirit. Uh, 
listen to a lot of Christmas music on the way home from work tonight. So uh, I'm excited for for uh, the, the the jolly man from the north. And I'm not talking about St. Nick. I'm talking about the the fourth man of the team, which you will soon announce. Yes, he always makes things jolly. Um, <laughs> he's a happy man. And, and there were times in 2022 when this man was not happy. And when he's not happy, I'm very sad. Tonight he's happy because he's with us. Good evening, the conscience of Place B Nation, Mr. Steve Willie. Good evening. I, I was going to do some like kind of shtick about uh, sports radio and calling in from like uh, Muskego talking about how this is the Bears Super Bowl week because they're against the Packers. But I just, I just, I, I just don't got it in me. Oh, God. If there's any time, that was a time period, Scotty. Like I'm having flashbacks yeah. now tonight yeah. on my phone. Like there was a good. I would say three to four year period of my life uh-huh. when I would say like mid to late twenties, early thirties, even maybe where I had free time, which is not a luxury I have these days. And I would just call Jim Rome or Dan Patrick or Bomani Jones or Amy Lawrence or whoever, and just stay on hold for 20 minutes to get off a three <laughs> minute take. And, 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 and then that just shows you the amount of time we had back in those days, Scotty. I know. Crazy, right? My God. And I'll tell you something right now. If there was any co-host, I just read that about that this morning, by the way. And Hoda did break her engagement. So maybe her and Al are uh, sitting (laughs) sitting in the carriage, sitting in the Mm. horse-drawn carriage at Central Park. But if there is any co-host that I would want to have a secret affair with, it's Steve Willie. Anyway, uh, let us, us, hey, let us, uh, let us, uh, gentlemen, uh, hey there. Hey, no, we love you, Steve. In all ways. Uh, So, we're all at the table. We all know who's still at the head of the table. Mm. He didn't work much Saturday, though. I feel like he uh, gave himself, uh, he sid-vicious himself. He sid-justice. He gave himself the night off. Everybody else did the work, which is kind of how that should be booked. Of course, I'm talking about uh, Survivor Series, which was this past Saturday up in Boston. Uh, Who went to that? Uh, Mr. D'Amato went. I believe the Cowboy, Roger Morissette, went. I think Ryan, yes, Ryan Gray went. Uh, I uh, was sitting in the uh, in the uh, comforts of the palace uh, run by uh, my PIC, Mr. Zero, and a few others joined us. So we were chatting uh, things up and having a good time watching it. Um, I thought it was a good show. Um, it was tight. You know, it only was five matches. I think they were done by, I don't know, 20 after 11. So it didn't go too ridiculously long. Um Nate, did you watch it? If you did, what were your, before we dig into some specifics, uh, what were your overall thoughts? I caught the main matches, you know, the men's chamber, the um, uh, the men's war games, the women's war games. Uh, I caught uh, the uh, Ronda match, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I caught AJ and Balor, which I guess is pretty much most of the show. Uh, and I, I right. thought it was a good show. I think the... Men's War Games match was extremely well booked and told a really great story. The women's match was good, but I kind of, you know, and maybe you guys have a different opinion from the women that they had in that match. I was kind of expecting maybe just a little bit more, but it was still a good match. Hmm. Uh, that's interesting. We'll talk about that. Pete, did you watch it? And if you did, uh, what were your overall thoughts? Yeah, I did. I, I I really enjoyed the show. The only match I didn't like was the Ronda match. Um, 
you know, but I gotta wrap my head around it as in like, yeah, they're calling it war games, but for me it's not a war game. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I don't you know, I don't even think you needed that. I mean, fuck, for Christ's sakes, in the girls match, you didn't even need the cage. Uh you bring in all the damn weapons in. <laughs> I mean, right. they, just, they just protected the gimmick so much better, uh, in the eighties and nineties. I mean, yeah, maybe Polly would get a telephone in or uh <laughs> or, or, or or Paul Ellering would get like uh a, we- a road warrior spike in or something um <laughs> but yes. it, it just wasn't like you know all the plunder this is like an ecw style you know and i get it that's why they don't have the the they don't have the top on so you can do more high spots i mean it's a, it's a different time uh but yeah i just i just you know i just wish they wouldn't call it war games because it's kind of insulting to war games um uh but yeah, but especially the men's, you're kind of yeah. You're, I was just really fascinated with the men's. I'm, I'm I am invested in that story, and you're waiting and seeing what was going to happen because you really didn't know what was going to play out and how it played right. out. I mean, they even they did even a pretty cool tease of like a, a Larry Zbysko 1992 War Games spot where you're thinking, oh yeah, they're about to turn on Sammy, uh, but they didn't. And I mean, yeah, I mean there was a lot of ebbs and flows in that main event, which has made it really interesting. Again, I just wish they didn't call it War Games. Um, but overall, I thought it was a really, real fun show. Yeah, I, uh, I've got I, I nitpicked a little on the war, on the War Games like semantics. I'll get to that in a minute. Steve, what did you think? Um, I was <clears throat> I ended up watching the men's match today. I uh, took advantage of that Black Friday sale for Peacock, so I only had to pay twelve dollars for it. So Ooh. I used some of that. Uh, that Tony Khan refund money for Ring of Honor. By the time you got that honor, glory, or honor thing, whatever the hell that it's, crap was. It's the, it's the gift that keeps on giving, Steve. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, I, and I I put the money in. Like I mean, it was 12 bucks. It's like nothing. But because I am, I am interested in that uh, story with the bloodline, you know, gosh, you know, you put together good action and actual stories, and it's like, wow, wrestling's cool, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. And following that one on more like social media because they've been doing such a good job of presenting the the tidbits of it. And yeah, I thought I was really enjoying, like you said, Pete, the Sami Zayn Kevin Owens thing. You could have seen that going either way, and I still feel eventually uh, Kevin and Sami are going to get together. Uh, Owens has said in interviews that the one thing he wants to do before he retires is win the tag belts with Sami because it's like the one thing they haven't done. So, yeah, it's just like waiting for that to happen. And, you know, kind of, you know, the AEW version, I guess, was, uh, although not as well done, the Jungle Boy Christian story mm-hmm. that went for the better part of the year. Um, the yeah. women's match, I did not see. I do want to see it. I, I've heard mixed things for both, you know, friends who have watched it, clients who have watched it, and then just reading recaps. The, the thing that I had a problem with that going in is a problem that I have with WWE events generally that it's like, oh, okay, it's time for Hell in the Cell. Let's throw people in the Hell in the Cell. And mm-hmm. I, I mm-hmm. thought it would be different with this since it was the first time they're doing it. With NXT, it felt like they put a little more time into the stories of the war games. So it just didn't like, oh, it's time for war games. Let's do it. There was a buildup for it. And this one was just like, yeah, you had damage control, which was a group of three. But it's like, oh, let's, you know, we have a Judgment Day story on, but let's just pull Rhea Ripley right out of there and throw her mm-hmm. in. Uh, we have our, you know, random wacky bunch of, uh, you know, uh, you know, Bianca Belair and 
Becky very, Lynch very, beauty. very diluted. Yeah. And, and again, you don't need to have two of the damn same match on the show. I don't give a crap. Uh, right. But I know that's the new WWE trope, and that's not just mm-hmm. a trope. That's a gone. That's a trope that's gone with Vince. Um, and that's what it is. Hey, it's War Games. We're gonna get you know the girls have got to have it too. Um, I don't think you. I don't think. I don't think that's the case. I think you just all that does is dilute it and make it less special. Well, yeah, there was it, a way. Can... There was a way to make it special. Actually, Steve Willie, there were two ways to make it special. And they did not pick either of those two ways. And I think the way you could have made the women's war games match stand out is if that was the return of Sasha and Naomi. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that they did they chose not to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you on that. We don't know what the deal with uh, Naomi or with either of them is at, at this moment. And even uh, though the booking of that match, they almost made Bianca like secondary to Becky. Yes, like, yes. Really the Becky, maybe Becky and Ronda uh, route eventually, and it almost made it almost you know they set Bianca up, who is a champion, um, as secondary. So I don't know. I didn't kind of right. like. I didn't like that per se either. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the one thing I hated, and I hated it when they did it in NXT. Why the fuck do we need to have? Cages at the top of the fucking stage where everybody stays. Why can't they all be around ringside like the Horsemen and Dusty and Nikita and the Road Warriors? I I prefer them ringside. The hell was that all about? I prefer the cage than them coming out from the back. I'll tell you that much. Um, It's stupid. Why aren't they just at ringside where they spark orders and trip people and shit like what the hell why do they got to sit in a cage that's stupid i don't need this dramatic they got to have the magical lights that go on on the cage <laughs> oh my god you know our, our the crowd wrestling fans are stupid and they don't understand uh if a light doesn't go off or uh, yes they or need the sound effects countdown of 30 for the royal rumble entrant i mean it just they just can't do it right it, it reminds me of, they remind me of a fucking, uh, those cages that uh, TNA got the strippers in 2002, 2003. <laughs> to the, that's all, you know, the TNA dancers or whatever, the impact sluts or whatever the fuck. Yes. Whatever. I, I like not knowing the That's lollipop. She doesn't work here. Yeah. I, don't like, I, like, I like seeing the coin flip, not in the back or, oh, hey, they won or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. That's, yeah. That's my yeah, only to, thing. Just these points, Scotty, to see his point yeah. real quick. Yep. I yep. think. You know, and to touch on Pete's point as well, this is not the, you know, this this ain't your daddy's war games. This ain't your uncle's war games. You know, this is not the war games that we all grew up with. But I think if we were going to have the WWE version of this, the NXT one they did like that one year where, you know, both the women's and the men's war games were special. You know, when you had that, that the women's match where uh, you had the Dakota Kai turn and then the men's match where KO came back to NXT mm-hmm. for that one night, like those both felt special, even though they weren't quote unquote, our war games, they still made them unique and made them matter in a way that I feel like, yeah, I really enjoyed the men's match and the women's match was solid. There really wasn't anything differentiating this from, you know, a TLC or uh, an elimination chamber, really in the structure of it. Like it was just a reason for us to have, plunder you know it more so than with Mm -hmm. nxt those war games matches felt like they were built properly and they were necessary right 
Yeah. No, I agree. And, uh, I mean, the men's match, it was built that way. Uh, the women's match, I just felt like it was – because uh, here's my problem. And I agree with Pete on this. I don't I don't understand why the women just couldn't have a survivor match. I don't know why they needed to be in the war games. I don't get it. Well, I know why. We all know why. But, I, I mean, logistically, from a, from a booking perspective, they could have just had a survivor match and be happy mm-hmm. with it. I don't think they needed the cage. That was just because – like like Pete said, well, the guy's got to have one. The girl's got to have one, even if it may not really matter. And, yeah, I mean, you're not going to see Rhea Ripley rake Bianca's face into the cage. That's, shit's not going to happen. So I don't get why why bother. I mean, I feel like NXT, yeah, it definitely it definitely was felt differently when they did it in NXT. But um, the other problem is with the women, I feel like damage control should be a bigger badass um, – faction and they're not like i mean yes they were they were kind of in that soft in to, between to be things. fair scotty they told you exactly what they were going to do like they're going to cause damage but they're going to control the damage they cause mm. so it's not going to be this reckless group scotty this is not the nwo they're, they're going to cause control damage scott <laughs> i thought they were just cleaning up the damage to the marvel universe <laughs> that's where i was coming from so you know, after oh, like some random time daily, match, Steve. Time daily should have been the fifth Steve. woman. Time <laughs> <laughs> daily. <laughs> um, well, if you look at damage control, and I like him as a group. Don't I you do. think might, don't you think they might be better if they had like a Rhea Ripley type of character in there, and they actually had a heater? A bruiser. Like, right now they don't truly have a heater out of the three of them. No, mm. they don't because Bailey's not a heater, obviously. Uh, EO's not a heater, and obviously Dakota's not. They're not heaters. You're, you're exactly right, uh, Pete. I mean, they, EO, they it's need... hard to even make her a heel. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? So that, that so, was my sounds like Sounds like you guys are asking for the return of Nia Jax. That's what I hear. Oh, shit. We are, aren't we? God <laughs> yeah. damn it. Right. Uh, that, that, then you can put her in war games, and then if she breaks somebody's nose, no one will notice. But, no. <laughs> no. Uh, it's a yeah. <laughs> Um, But... I mean, it was fine. It served its purpose, but it didn't. Like, I thought Oscar would be a little more violent. Like, I was expecting a little more, uh, a little more oomph, and I just, it just wasn't. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't there. It didn't suck. It wasn't awful, but I, it was, it was good. But I feel it could have been just a regular Survivor match that didn't need the cage. So, um, the men. Now, let's be honest, guys. If Vince was still around, uh, uh, Sami Zayn would have already been kicked out. He already got his ass kicked. <laughs> he would have had six pay-per-views between now and Royal Rumble to make money. And by Royal Rumble, Sammy would be on Thunder. <laughs> or, you know, or whatever. Uh, main event. Not this main event. The other main event. But this is... The, uh, the boss is calling the shots now. And that's why this is great. Because you want to talk about burn. Um, uh, this, is, this is reminding me a little bit not to a, to the level of Sammy winning the title, but this is kind of like Triple H and Batista in 04 into 05, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. where you know eventually Sammy's going to be like, cool, I get to be in the Rumble, and Ro- and you know, and Roman's going to look at him and go, yeah, but you, you know what to do, mm-hmm. you know what to do, you know, you're going to hand that over, you're going to forfeit it, and we're going to move on as the Bloodline, and Sammy might be like, not that Sammy's going to win the Rumble, that's my point, but. What I'm saying is eventually Sammy's going to want something that will be that will compromise his relationship. And um, but 
the in terms of the match specifically, it was booked perfectly. It was it was fun. There was a lot of banging and slapping meat and and uh, <laughs> I I mean there was a lot. I mean you know it was some there was meat being slapped and uh, Roman. It was perfect for the head of the table for the chief to sit back do a move or two. Even though you know. Um, <laughs> Kevin Owens cupped his ear and then they almost got into blows backstage but which apparently uh, everything's worked out now um, and and he sat back and let his guys do all the work um, I think I think in that aspect it's perfectly fine I don't think anybody on the on the babyface side you know the brutes or even Kevin o, nobody got nobody came out of this looking worse but uh, Nate, I think that overall bloodline is stronger than ever. The red t-shirts looked awesome. They might be my favorite t-shirts since they've been created. I love those red shirts. Um, mm. uh, but coming out, first of all, what were your thoughts on the men's match and coming out of this with no pay-per-view between now and, uh, PTB weekend in San Antonio, what are you thinking from between now and then? Well, first of all, it's good to know that you're feeling oozy, Scott. I think that's oh, what I'm very oozy. I'm juicy oozy. Yes, that's what that's what everyone in in, in place to be nation uh, nation <laughs> wanted to know. Is, yes, is how oozy was Scott Criscola feeling this week? But, I'm uh, very yeah, super oozy. This is a, as Pete and Steve have alluded to. This has been a really well told story, and there are so many levels to it. Like, like I think, you know, I was not super hyped with the matchup at first because. And this is no disrespect to, uh, you know, our European members of the PTB family. But, you know, I'm, I'm good with Drew and the Brutes. Like, they're cool, you know. They're, 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 like, a, they're like a pastrami sandwich to me, Steve Willie. Mm. I can eat pastrami, like, you know, once or twice a month. But I'm good. I don't need pastrami every week. Uh, and so I was like, mm, I don't know how I feel about this. But the story they told on TV week to week was really well done. And I think... Maybe my favorite element of all of this is not even so much the Roman of it all, because Roman Reigns, despite what some people, uh, High Jermaine in Chicago, would say, like, Roman Reigns is the A number one alpha dog of this company, the top heel and the top babyface, probably, in this company. Uh, and, like, Roman's always good. But I think the stuff they've been doing with Sammy and Kevin, and then also with Sammy and your boy main event Jay Uso, mm. like some of the subtler things underneath the surface have been really cool. And so it's just going to make that eventual break from Sammy more impactful. And mm -hmm. when you're talking about uh, what's what's on the horizon, I think we're going to get this honeymoon period uh, of, you know, Sammy Uso here in the bloodline. Uh, he's going from honorary Uso to official Uso. But mm -hmm. then, you know, uh, as we saw with, uh, you know, certain hosts on Good Morning America, Steve Willie, that honeymoon mm -hmm. period can only last for so long. And, and I think there's a big show. I'm not sure the dates, uh, but like there's a big show in Montreal coming up. I think that would be a great place to kind of sow some more seeds of dissent. Uh, you know, this, this tug of war, this push and pull with Kevin and Sammy. Uh, but for right now, obviously, KO is your, your titular baby face going up against Roman, but I don't think anyone believes, you know, as much as we all love Kevin Owens and as hot as he is at points with the crowd, nobody believes Roman's dropping the belt anytime soon. Uh, so they've got to keep the story going with other dimensions. And I think that Sammy 
element is going to be a big part of it, Scott. Mm. Uh, the, the Montreal show you're talking about, uh, Nate, is actually the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. Yes. Uh, yes. That'll be, the one that moved it. from Atlanta. Yeah, that's that's going now to February. The Rumble's in San Antonio uh, in January. The Chamber in February is in uh, Montreal. And then, of course, Mania is uh, out in L.A. Uh, yes. Steve, what were your thoughts, Steve? Yeah, I, I hope that they do more than just that story because mm-hmm. I, I think that so many of the people involved in that storyline might be coming up with some of that stuff on their own. You see, like, the interviews with the Usos mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Solo and, and Sammy where a lot of it, you know, they're just starting to riff with each other. They've mm-hmm. been friends for mm-hmm. a long time. Uh, Sammy and the Usos travel together and have for years. So I, I hope that, you know, with historically not with vince in his later years you would have more influence the top stars on their stories and roman's clearly at that point with with seniority now it's like there's all this other stuff and i'm i'm getting interested in wwe again and you know that for the last you know two three <laughs> years I, I i really couldn't care less so mm-hmm. you got me there what else do you got so mm-hmm. you know bring me in for more stuff i i don't care about austin theory getting a new look because he's got a <laughs> wristband on now uh he's he's a darker austin theory he's got a black wristband mm. who cares so yeah bring build this build this up you know, tell it till wrestlemania I, I i agree nate i don't think owens or or sammy are going to be the ones to get the belt i, I still stand by the fact that i think that's going to be cody or in the one in a thousand chance they get the rock, which they've been pushing for <laughs> literally the last six years. Um, you know, that that will be the way to go. It will be some sort of celebrity. Mm. You just wait, Steve Willie, until we get that tweet in late January. The hierarchy of the WWE is about to change. <laughs> Black Adam, Roman Reigns, WrestleMania, Black Adam is <laughs> in, in in the middle of the XF the first XFL season, right? <laughs> Oh, wow. It, the guy who yes. makes like $100 million a, a year is like, uh, <laughs> when the last time he wrestled, he injured himself and they had to shut down a movie set. Yes. When he, yep, wrestled, that's going right. to happen. When he, yeah. When he, he, that's right. When he wrestled, when he lost to Cena at 29, mm-hmm, I think he mm-hmm. like ripped all his like crotch ligaments or some weird thing happened. I don't know. <laughs> um, something, he ripped something in his pelvis. I don't know. Pete, what and do I'll, you think? Yeah, oh, I'll, be happy to eat, I'll be happy to eat crow, by the way, if, if I'm wrong. Mm. You know, what do you I, think, Pete? Rumor is it that they're actually leading to a Owens Zane Usos match at Mania. That's what so I would think too. I think, mm-hmm. I, think I think what you're foreshadowing, Scotty, uh, earlier in the Rumble. I think we might see some of that happening uh, with that storytelling, and I think Cody Rhodes is the guy they're going to go to to uh, unseat the 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 big dog, but. I could get behind Sami Zayn actually thinking about maybe going back to reverting back to his babyface character uh, and from NXT, which you know this is Hunter's team now, and mm-hmm, that was his mm-hmm. number one pick uh, years ago when he started off with NXT with Zayn, and maybe he thinks maybe he could be a guy that could push to the top. I don't know. Mm. I, th- I thought you were going somewhere else there. I thought you'd be like, he's going to get kicked out of the bloodline. He's going to come back as this baby face persona uh, in a mask. No. Uh, <laughs> he's going to resurrect Generico from the dead. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, now, here's the, qu- here's the question. Obviously, guys, we will 
you know, uh, here on our show over the coming oh, here, week. Real quick, though, Scott. One thing oh, I, did, I, did reach, I did reach out to D'Amato because I was curious. Because they, they, they gave us the rules for war games. Like, in the old war games, they had actually announced it and, and to the crowd, right? I asked him. I asked D'Amato because he was there. And he said they did announce the rules to the crowd. So I was just curious because. Oh, they that's just, funny. Because they just showed it on. They just showed a screen to the the people watching at home, but they never announced the rules live uh, on air. That I that I did that I if I did that happen, and maybe I was cooking dinner or something. Uh, but yeah, Demato said they did announce the rules live to him. Okay, that's that's awesome. Actually, I like that. Those are the you know that uh, if uh, Fink was still alive, uh, we definitely would have gotten that. So <laughs> um, uh, here's the question, though, guys, and, and this is this is something we'll document. Uh, here on the show over the next, you know, over the coming weeks as we head into January and the new year. How are we going to have Rock and Roman at Mania and Mr. Cody, Devontae Rhodes winning the winning the belts? How are we going to mm. do both? How are you going to pull both off? I don't think you can. You can. So there's Triple H's first test. Mm-hmm. Here is his first true test as the boss. Figure out how Mr. Devontae gets his big moment at Mania and you get Rock and Roll. Now, it is two nights. Yes. It is two nights. So I could easily see night one, Roman and and, and Devontae, and uh, Big Cuz comes out and costs uh, the Chief the titles. And then Roman says, you big son of a bitch, you're old, you're done. And then Sunday night, we get mm-hmm, Roman. Mm-hmm. So Roman... Could wrestle both nights, conceivably, and then Cody could defend the world titles the next night against whoever. Doesn't matter. Have we, have we decided that Hunter is 100 percent behind Cody's push yet? I mean, since he hasn't been on TV, he's been injured since Hunter's gotten power. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, no, I think so. I think so. I think I'm sure they. I'm sure they chatted. And uh, put the uh, blowing up of thrones uh, behind them. I think that's. I think that's. Well, yeah, and the, and the thing is, like, even if Hunter is not a hundred percent behind Cody Devontae Rhodes the person, I think Hunter is a hundred percent behind the business of Cody at least winning the title. Mm-hmm. What happens yeah. after Cody wins the title? That's a different story. But you can't throw away that bag. Nah, Hunter's not stupid. He's not stupid. The only guy that the only guy that uh, Hunter has a has a rager for is right now a guy that everybody has a rager for. And that is Mr. Brooks. Uh, so I don't think we have to worry about that. So, um, Ooh, maybe that'll be Cody's first title defense. <laughs> Cody Rhodes versus the muffin man, the muffin man. <laughs> oh, hey, I'm, I'm a firm bull. I'm, I'm behind Cody hundred percent. I believe in him. I'm still not a hundred percent sure hunters. Uh, with him. So I, 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 I I want to see it to believe it, honestly. Uh, see how he treats him when he gets back from injury. Mm-hmm. I get it, I, like I get it, Pete. But I I think to Scotty's point, like there's a lot of things about Hunter over the years that I have had disagreements with. I just can't fathom in my mind that Hunter would be that short-sighted to put personal beef, whatever there is between those two men, over like. Dude, there's money on the table right here. Right, like, right. I, I, you don't have to make him champion for you know San Martino or Terry levels of of, of length of a reign, but at least do it the one time to get that payoff, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I see your point, 
But I also think, and I'm not saying it's more of a personal beef. I just think Hunter has guys who he had, he thinks are more deserving mm. to be higher on the card, is what I'm thinking at. He has his toys oh, yeah, that yeah. he brought back. Yeah, but none of the guys Vince brought back. He none was guys. the guy Hunter brought back. Yeah, but so none of those Hunter's guys. Hunter's bringing his own toys back into the into the into the circle, so he might be going in a different direction. That's all I'm mm-hmm. saying. Um, well, none of those guys, Pete, that that Hunter brought back will move a needle in L.A. like Cody would. And, uh, and Hunter knows. I, I I totally agree. But, and, and yeah. thing, but well, they the are crafting too. this pretty damn good story right now with the bloodline, and uh, Cody Rhodes is far away from it right now because of injury. So we have no idea how it's going to work out for him. Well. I can easily, we can easily see him going in those directions of uh, Sammy or, or Owens or, or to that effect. Honestly, mm. yeah, I think but that, it, here's the thing though. Like, no, I do think out of, the right out of sight, out of mind, Pete. I don't want you to yeah. think. I think the right answer is Cody Rhodes. I'm just being devil advocate because I know yeah. you guys. Oh, I'm, <laughs> man, I'm, this is this is gonna happen. I just don't want you all to. Start crying if it doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, and, and I, I, I hear what you're saying, Pete, and I think I, I agree to a certain extent, but I also think that Cody is right now out of sight, out of mind, but all it's going to take is one night. Right. When he returns and that music hits, you know, who knows? Maybe it's at the Rumble. Who knows when it'll be? But when he comes back, I think that immediate – because here's the other thing, too, and I'm going to say it here, Steve Willie. I'm going to be uh-huh. honest with, 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 with the nation. Uh, like, I feel like – Towards the end of Cody's run, like his comeback before he got hurt, right before he got hurt, I felt like they were starting to WWEify Cody Rhodes to a certain extent. Hmm. And the reactions were still good, but not what they once were, like, you know, when he first came back at Mania. So maybe when he comes back, yes, you have an idea of the shelf life of the Cody pop when he comes back. And because you have that shortened time span between Rumble and Mania, it makes it better to maximize on that versus if Cody had been here this whole time, maybe he's not getting that same reaction because he just becomes another part of the machine. And let's not forget as well that uh, Hunter is a history buff. And we all know mm-hmm. what uh, what Cody's last name is. Cody's last name is Runnels. Let's mm-hmm. not forget mm-hmm. that. He loved his old man. Don't forget, his old man was a was a backbone of NXT. So let's let's not forget that. Um, they, you know, Triple H loves that family, and that goes with with uh, with uh, uh, Goldust as well. Whenever he wants to come back, the door is open. Um, I, I agree with Nate. Like Cody's been here the whole time, Pete. Yes, I'd be very skeptical. But let's be honest, brother. You're going to be in that building. That Saturday night at the Alamo Dome. Oh yeah, you'll, you'll that, see it for yourself. Should be, that should be the no-brainer. It should be Cody winning the Rumble. I mean, there's no yeah in Texas for Christ's sakes. I mean, yeah, exactly. Um, and the fact that may, see this is what makes this is what makes the WWE so much fun now. Now that Mania is two days, mm-hmm. why can't you do a 24-hour storyline? Why can't you have Cody win the titles on Saturday night? with the rock, uh, helping out, uh, you know, and, and Roman gets pissed and then you could have Roman rock Sunday and Cody against, I don't know, whoever the muffin man, the muffin mm-hmm. man. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Could you imagine? Um, <laughs> I thought they shot every load in Dallas. I swear to God. I, I, I still don't know. 
that could be my favorite two days of live wrestling in my life. I, I, I don't know, but you know, uh, Dwayne is, uh, is still the bullet that hasn't been shot in a while. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let, let's talk about. So we got the men. We'll 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 we'll, we'll document the bloodline and, and the. I, I am very oozy juicy, juicy oozy. That that should be like a <laughs> like a drink. Like WWF New York was was available. It was still open. There'd definitely be a drink at the bar called the juicy oozy. Well, I remember juicy juice. Serve that at the Royal, Royal Rumble suite. So they're charging twenty seven hundred. Media Club would be passing out juicy oozies. Um, <laughs> so. Here's here's just, let's just make sure you get an Uber or Lyft on the way home. Yes, because <laughs> you be we don't want you being juicy UC into a telephone pole. Getting um, getting a DUI is is not UC. No, it's not. Mm. Oh, well, well, actually, it is, isn't it? Well, it's very it's very. <laughs> very, very I, was, so, yes. I was trying to be nice. Uh-oh. Pete. <laughs> Pete, Pete kicks the door in. It's all right. Um. Uh. So. All right. Um, here's the uncle. Keep that bloodline uh, BAC down. <laughs> your, 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 your bloodline alcohol level's a little high yeah. tonight, sir. <laughs> I'm sure there's more than enough of those jokes. I'm surprised there isn't enough of those on pro wrestling tees or on high. <laughs> uh, the bloodline, the Usi bloodline, point one oh. Um, anyway. You're not Usi if you're not 1.0. Exactly. <laughs> um, so... All right. Don't drink uh, and drive, kids. Yeah, don't. Don't be oozed. Don't be over oozed. Um, all right. So <laughs> let's talk about uh let's talk about the Beach Boys favorite girl. Help me, Rhonda. Help help me, Rhonda. Mm. Uh that match with Shotzi was I mean, we weren't expecting great shakes, and no disrespect to Shotzi. She she wrestled her ass off, but I'm getting the feeling that the heel turn. I mean, I knew we saw it coming because a lot of people can't stand her. But and now her and and uh, and Shayna are just what they're best known for: horsewoman bullies. Uh, I'm surprised they don't bring back uh, the other two. Uh, mm-hmm. I always names: Shafir and um, uh, Duke. Duke. Yep. Um, Aren't they AEW though? Shafir is. Shafir is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Duke. I, yeah, I think Duke's pretty much gone. Who would notice if she just walked out? The roster in AEW has got like 9,647 people in it. So if she just kind of snuck out the back door, <laughs> did some stuff and came back, who'd notice? Nah. Now, Scotty, mm-hmm. come on, man. This WWE roster is oh. not exactly this tight. Yeah, they just released someone today, and I had to like go into a deep dive to even understand who it was. <laughs> who, WWE or AEW? Yeah, WWE. I'm like, who, who is this? Oh. Um... Uh, Tino Sabatelli back. New guy every week. Yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah, but the, but the difference is, Pete, is Raw and SmackDown have two different rosters, whereas, uh, well, I don't know, <laughs> Dynamite, do they? And, Dynamite and Rampage. Do they? <laughs> <laughs> and they have an entire. They also. They also, Pete, have an entire. I mean, I mean, to be fair, Scott, Pete is bringing up a good point. The. The lines of the brand split right now, they're looking a little Robin Thickish. They're, they're, they're a little blurred. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> they're separate rosters, my well, Meanwhile, meanwhile uh, <laughs> AEW, owns, AEW owns enough guys for an entire second uh, company. Oh, wait. They already do. <laughs> All right. So there's a lot of guys in the big two. There's a lot of people in the big two companies. That's fair enough. There we All go. Right. That's, that's fair. 
That is fair. 78% of wrestlers in the world have two patients. (laughs) But uh, anyway, um, the point is, I feel like, and a lot of people have, I've said that I've seen this on, you know, social media and such, and I saw a lot of it Saturday night as well. Rhonda, her pops are, well, she's a heel, so there's no, the pops are irrelevant, but I just feel like she's not that, and I love Rhonda. I have two Rhonda, well, I got rid of one, but I had two Rhonda t-shirts. Mm-hmm. I feel like she's just not, still quite not getting, she doesn't have that shitty grin anymore, thank God, but I feel like she may be lagging in the upper tier women's division department. Mm. Uh, I feel like she's lagging. Um, I, I, you know, is she great in the ring? Yes. But is she at that level that like? Wait, is she great in the ring or was she great in the ring? Mm. Well, yeah, because mm. you've got, you've got. You could always have that. It used to be great and not great anymore. That's all. Well, 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 well. Hold on, Pete. Because to that point, I would say this. I would say, you know, I, I don't want to get Dennis Green here on the podcast, boys. But Ronda Rousey, she is who we thought she was. Because here's the thing: if you take a kid, Pete, and have them play bumper bowling for ten years, and then at their eleventh birthday, you take those bumpers off of those lanes. And they, you know, they're not hitting a strike every time. It's like, did the kid get worse or did the environment they're in get tougher? When you look at Rhonda when she first came in, they they set everything up for her on a platter. Yeah. First match, that tag match with her and Kurt Angle versus Stephen Triple H. Like they made everything so easy for her. And that this is not to say that Rhonda didn't work hard, because obviously she did. But it wasn't like they made everything about her and her in-ring ability, they set her up perfectly for success. Mm-hmm. Now that she's by herself, now that she's on her own, it's like, this is the real world. So I don't think Ronda's gotten worse. I think the difficulty level has been raised. And while I like Ronda as a heel and while I like Ronda being placed with Shayna, being in a match with Triple H and Steph, you know, and Kurt Angle, or being in a match with Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch, or even dare I say it, because those Nia Jax matches were pretty good by Ronda standards, being in a match with Nia Jax, that's a different level than having to quote unquote lead a match with Shotzi or I lead a match agree, with some I of these younger girls. There. I totally agree with that. She, yeah. yeah. When, when, especially on, on this show where you already had 10 of the women already, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. probably arguably the top 10 women in the company. Yep. Uh, yep. In, in, in a cage match, and then you have, you know, you're left with scraps at this point. Mm. The other problem, too, the other problem, too, is, uh, yeah, I mean, if the women's roster right now, think about it. Ronda, all right, think of the think of the, the top tiers that Ronda faced in the one year she was here, um, the first time, or year and a half, I guess. And since she's... Since she's uh, been back, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and okay, so in in from Rumble eighteen, and I was there live, and boy, that pop kicked ass. Uh, to so I was there when she debuted, and I was there for the last match before she left. That's crazy, because I was also WrestleMania thirty five. Uh, look who she faced. She had Nia, she had Alexa. She mm-hmm. was in the ring with with Becky. She was in the ring with Charlotte. She was in the ring. 
she, uh, I don't know if she faced Sasha much during that stretch, but she, she faced her. Yeah, she. Uh, so she, she had a damn good match with Sasha. What yeah. was that? Yeah. Which pay per view was that? Am I missing? I'm blanking. When did she face Sasha in that first stretch? From when she came in at Rumble 18 till she left at WrestleMania 35. I can't remember. Maybe it was a TV show, but I just remember them having a killer match. Mm, they probably did. Um, now you come back, okay? She comes back, and now, and this is where again, and I, and I'm, this is me supporting your 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 uh, theory, Nate. I'm just kind of fleshing it. That now all of the you all right. Let's look at the big four. So you got Becky, who's on Raw. You've got Charlotte, who's out, but probably going to come back also to San Antonio. You've got Sasha, who's not here. You've got Bailey, who's on the other show. Look mm-hmm. who's on SmackDown with her. Shotzi. Uh, who else is on SmackDown side? Uh, your your favorite, Natalia? Natalia. That's a great question. And she's, yeah. she's out, too. Raquel, who I think she's booked with her. Yeah, Raquel got hurt. Raquel got hurt. So Ronda right now is like the ultimate warrior in 1990. She's got nobody to face because everybody's either on Raw or they're hurt. Mm -hmm. So in Ronda's defense, pickings are very thin right now. So yes, Pete, from a woman's uh, roster perspective, yes, the brands are too different. The guys, yeah, it's a little different. That's because that's of Roman and two belts. But the women's division is kind of split right now because Ronda's got squat to work with on SmackDown. Again, no disrespect to Shotzi. But you know what? I'm sorry. There's a level of ability. And you've got great, you've got good, and you've got eh. I'm sorry. It's just fact. And right now on SmackDown, Ronda's got some thin pickings. So... So I think she, on the one hand, I think she is getting a little unfairly jabbed because there's the, you know, everybody, all the, all the, 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 the real cream of the cr- cream of the crop uh, is on the red brand because you got all the damage controls. You've got, I would love to see like Ronda and, and EO or Ronda mm-hmm. and Dakota, like those matches would be awesome, but they're all on the other show. That's another reason why I feel like damage control is kind of fucking shit up because it's made the it's like literally every powerhouse woman's wrestler is on Raw. So Becky, Oscar, so, Bianca, Bianca, Bria, like, Bria, they're all on Raw. So, but if you can, but if you can switch the stuff with the Bloodline and put them on both shows, like, like mm-hmm. that's just like. From their end, it's just it's kind of lazy. Like they're they're in charge of it. They can put whoever they want on whatever show, and they have religiously for years now. Right, I agree. So I feel like I feel like that somehow, and this is another reason why I'm very happy that we don't have is, a pay per view. This maybe like maybe they're not happy like paying this person this much money, and they're like kind of still you know sandbagging it in a way. I uh, I don't know about that. I I think the problem is we're in a weird place right now because see this is a cool thing. Like why not? I would love to see Ronda show up on a Raw. Here's mm-hmm. a, here's the benefit, guys, of not having a pay per view between now and the last week and that last Saturday in January. Uh, 
we could do a lot of fun shit on these TV shows over the next couple of months between now and then. Who's to say Rhonda doesn't, you know, like run in and smack somebody up on on Raw, <laughs> a Becky, or uh, and you make mm-hmm. like those, like I don't know if uh, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that the uh, December 26th Raw is probably going to be taped or a best of because that's the night of the holiday they do their, you know, their holiday show at MSG uh, is that Monday night, the 26th. So I don't know even know if Raw is going to be like legit that night, but let's mm. say that Raw on January 2nd is legit or guys don't forget we got a 30th anniversary show 30th anniversary of raw coming up on um uh january 23rd uh in philly so who's to say ronda does vince does vince get an invite to that (laughs) uh honest answer i mean all right let's put it this way in theory all right honest question guys in theory Yes, he does. I'm sorry, he does. Will he? Probably not. No. I think yes. if anything, we get we get something pre-taped, maybe. Yeah. But will he be in Philly? No. He, he hits us with a little bow wow from AEW this past week. There you go. <laughs> I don't think he's uh, the this. big screen with the little tiny picture of him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think we. I think and Triple we, H will uh, be in that dollar uh, bikini. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? Um, I think that I think the next time we see Vince live is is SoFi. I think we'll see him at SoFi. Um, but should he should something be done at that? Of course it should. It's his fucking show. Was like show. Some shit. It's fact. Was show. Hold on. Was his show. Yeah, him, he, there wouldn't be one. Let's let's cut. Let's pump the brakes, guys, and and, and separate reality from from history. Uh, Vince has always been a piece of shit, but if it wasn't Wait, for him, no? he wouldn't be doing any of this. So <laughs> let's, let's, let's just accept that and move on. Yeah, um, that's true. Okay? Not every, listen, guys, wrestling, all, every wrestling promoter is a fucking scumbag, all right? Fritz Von Erich was, fucking Burr used to rip off uh, fucking guys for that stupid lake he owned at Lake Minnetonka. Fucking Eddie Graham was a shit bat. They all were. Yeah, Vern, Vern like, wanted your first year, part of your first year of your contract. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, exactly. He wanted all your, he wanted all your merch. It's like, give me a break, whatever. Anyway, but the point, we're not even talking. I love how we went from Ronda to Vince. Well, Vince did get her. So anyway, (laughs) the point is, I think because we don't have, we don't have any pay-per-views between now and, and San Antonio, that the Raws and SmackDowns can be fun. Uh, Mm -hmm. I could see shit. I could see somebody just showing up on SmackDown because they may want to do it on SmackDown because it's Fox and they can get, you know, the broadcast ratings make more sense than than cable ratings. But they have, you know, Ronda could show up on a Raw and go, you know, and push around whoever, Oscar or whatever. And then we get Ronda, Oscar at uh, that, the, that following Friday on SmackDown. Uh, that's the best part of not having a pay-per-view, not having to book extra crap between now and San Antonio. Now we could just... The, the the weekly shows make a big difference, you know. They take yeah. their time too. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I am so happy we don't have New Year's Revolution or or that, mm. that New Year's Day slop um, between now and, and the Royal Rumble. Yeah, it always always it always muddied up the Rumble, you know. It does absolutely kick it old school. I think another that's yeah. another great triple brilliant Triple H thing because uh, everyone's like well they only the only reason they couldn't they didn't do day 1 is because you know of the falcons are playing and the bowl games 
Yeah, but this decision was made like a month and a half ago. They, they That was more than enough time to move that pay-per-view somewhere right. else. They didn't. They just canceled it because that's the right thing to do. <laughs> There's plenty of stuff I could watch on New Year's Day. I don't have to yeah, watch that. Yeah, they don't need a damn – yeah, no, that's the stupidest thing of, of all the – yeah, ugh. It's called yeah, football. Right. And other, people are setting their ways on what they're watching New Year's <laughs> Day, okay? Yeah. And they're not putting wrestling back on, honestly. No. Well, New Year's well, Day is, other, uh, is a Sunday, so there's probably it's probably what week seventeen or something. So there's probably gonna be a shit ton of football on. So yeah, you know. Yes. Who will be the Jets' starting quarterback? I know. We'll we'll have to wait to <laughs> find out. I know. Well, it's funny, I think, uh, Oh, sorry, sorry, Nick. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say real quick. Uh, one last thing on Ronda for me is we also have to realize who was her immediate predecessor. You know, because you're talking about the SmackDown women's roster, mm-hmm. and when you've got a David Ruffin. It doesn't matter who the rest of the temptations are. Hmm. When you've got a LeBron James, except for, you know, LeBron, when he gets into his mid to late 30s, it doesn't mm-hmm. really matter who you put around him. And when you had a Charlotte Flair, and I hate to say it, and I know it's going to make Jennifer Smith very happy. But when you have a Charlotte Flair, who mm-hmm. is kind of this nucleus that the women's division revolves around on SmackDown, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if it's Tony Storm or Shotzi Blackheart or whoever like that might not quite be on their next level. They are going to be brought up to that level because of Charlotte. Rhonda's not there yet. Like Rhonda is good at what she does, which is beating people up. And now she is adjusting to the world of beating people up, but not really, you know, beating people up, but having a personality, beating people up, but being a showman. And I think that, Charlotte Flair's get like it's in her genes, man. It's in her DNA. Yeah. Whereas with Ronda, it's a bit of a struggle. And I feel like had they taken the care that they did with Ronda when she first came in with her run on this heel turn, we'd be talking a different story or some other people would be saying a different story. But because it's like Ronda's got to be Charlotte now. And, you know, to, 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 you know, to quote another coach, I went Denny Green earlier. I'm going to go, uh, I, I believe, Rick Patino. Hey. Charlotte Flair's not walking through that door, Scott. Nope. I say that about everybody. That's a good one, uh, Pete. Uh, Nate, that's a good one. I always say that about everybody walking, not walking through the door. But, you yeah, know, I think... Have, I do like the uh, the, uh, the 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 pairing with Shayna. Uh, yes. I mean, for years, I pitched them doing, like, a Sting-Luger type of thing on Nitro. Mm. Where St- Luger, well, Shayna was... Well, while this is when Ronda was baby-facing it. And uh, Shane would be doing like heel stuff behind her back. Mm-hmm. I would love that. people out, but that'd be I, fun. But you know, it's not half going to happen now. But um, well, I just, still like them together. Have them show up on Raw and start beating people up. Like you said, yeah. there's enough. There's a uh, there's enough women there to. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, Steve. Let Let's go with this because what I'm hearing you say is Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler show up on Raw, start causing damage. We need someone to control this damage. (laughs) Bailey, Dakota, and EO to the rescue. Mm -hmm. Double Uh, turn. That's funny. That is pretty funny. Um, So, yeah, I mean, Rhonda definitely is kind of struggling on an island right now. So the I think I think the next I think the next month is a big deal. And I again, it's not entirely her fault. No, it's not. It's not. But at the same time, uh, you know, if you're going to if you're given all this money and you're going to be the, mm-hmm. the the face of the brand on that division, you're going to have to up it a little bit. 
So we're going to see. I mean, the rest of the month is going to be kind of sleepwalking because we're into, you know, the holiday season. People aren't paying attention as much. We've got plans and Christmas and stuff. And uh, so. But she, she's also a natural heel as a, ba- yeah. as a baby face. She's, right, exactly. She's so exactly. forced as a baby face. And, but I think she wants to be a baby face. I, I, I don't think she likes being booed. But, but yeah, she, no, she yeah. Then she has think, to go I away for a while. I think Shayna, I think Shayna yeah. is kind of teaching. I think Shayna mm-hmm. is kind of teaching Rhonda it's okay to be a bitch. It's yeah. okay. It's okay. They need a Heyman. Like, if you want Rhonda to be the female Brock, for lack of a better term, oh, yeah, she needs a, a Heyman. Heyman, yeah. But, right. but unfortunately, there's only one Heyman because they don't use managers, and he's the only one, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's, and he's too busy sitting in the bloodline room holding the belts looking glazed. So yeah, uh, I still liked how they mentioned how he was an expert on war games, but did they ever mention that his team lost <laughs> in 92? Yeah. yeah he's, a, he's an expert <laughs> on war games. He's also bad at picking the guys. And yeah. uh, who's going to, like you said, Pete, who's going to be the Larry Zabisco in a couple of months, you know, yeah. um, that's what that not still, to do. That is still the best war yes. games match. Of time, though. Learn, so. learn from defeat. It is. It is still. The, it is the best war games match of all time. I always it's say. Not a loss. Always, it's a lesson. Yeah, I, I've always picked that one and the one, the first one from '87. Those, are, in my opinion, those are the two best. Uh, that's, I always had '91 up there too for some reason. I, I I like '91, but I always feel like it gets it gets kind of tainted by the fact that Sid almost killed Pillman at the end. Yeah, yes. no, that's, that's a very fair uh, criticism. Yeah, I always feel the match as a whole, Pete, is 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 fantastic, but I always yeah. feel like, you know, Pillman almost getting his face shoved through the fucking ceiling. We've got a 6'5 guy in this match. Okay, uh, uh, seven foot cage should be good, right? Yeah, yeah. should be fine. Yeah. Right. For a guy, for a guy whose finisher is a power bomb, everything's right. gonna go fine. You know? <laughs> yeah, he got a bad rap for that, to be honest. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't Sid's fault. It was the fault of whoever designed that cage. Exactly. Blame it yeah, on Jackie. Crockett. It would never have been on top of a cage, and everything would have been a okay. Exactly. <laughs> Jackie Crockett. So yeah, you uh-huh. thought it was for high spots they took off the cage top? No, it was for Sid. Yeah, it was for Sid. <laughs> it was for his two thousand uh, for his retirement run. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh Jesus! The other thing that made me that pissed me off about the cage is uh, the minute I saw like those little platforms on the corner, were like, oh Jesus, somebody's gonna flippy mm-hmm. floppy. And the only person who really used it was Nikki Cross when she sat on the and stared with her kind of glazed over face. Otherwise, nobody used it. But I, the one War Games thing that just made me mad was the fucking cages, the shark cages uh, at the on the stage. That was just, <laughs> that was that was, that was angry watching it. Was how they actually had the metal piece connecting the two rings together on the on the yes like in the past they used to actually use that as a spot and like mm-hmm. shove people down there and stuff mm-hmm. and I hated that not having that option. Yeah, I thought about that. I was actually I saw I thought of that too, uh, Pete. I feel, I feel like, like they, they didn't have that in NXT. I feel like I they did that in uh, Blood and Guts too in AEW that they put that piece in there. Uh, yeah, but I feel like I feel like in uh, NXT though. I feel like the first couple of war games, the gap was there. And I think maybe like the third war games, maybe like 2019 or whatever, I think they put that. Mm-hmm. that. I feel like the first couple of war games, though, in NXT, I think there, the gap was there. But any event. So uh, so we'll keep tabs on things as we look ahead through the, uh, you know, through the coming weeks into the new year. And uh, we look ahead to San Antonio on January 28th. The Royal Rumble from the Alamo Dome. We'll be there. Be somebody sitting on the turnbuckle 
looking at a fake watch in the same building that Steve Austin did that in the <laughs> infamous Royal Rumble of 1997, which is actually a pretty fun show. Um, all right. Now, let's go to brand the other brand, 1B. Uh, we will now go all elite. They're kind of in their like limbo phase, you know. Uh, um, we had a couple of comebacks this week. Uh, Hangman Page came back, um, and uh, obviously MJF kind of solidified himself as the MJF we want him to be because nobody wants mm-hmm. to see face MJF. That's dumb. Um, he's an asshole. Keep him an asshole. He's just as good at it, you know. Um, and then we had the beatdown of William Regal, which leads to other things, which we'll get into later. Um, what are you th- seeing, uh, Pete, between now and the end of the year? Obviously, their next pay-per-view is not for a while. It's, it'll be revolution, obviously, and it'll probably be sometime in either late February or early March. Um, what do you see out of them over the next few weeks heading into the new year? Honestly, you might skip me. I'm, I haven't been following them enough to really give you an, an educated opinion. I know they're doing that best of seven series, um, and they're building up. Of stuff, uh, so I really, I really don't even know where they're really headed right now. Yeah, but. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of, I, I, I mean, MJF obviously is the face now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, Pete, your girl Jade, I, it's, it was on Twitter. That the reason the Ronda topic came up is that somebody said on Twitter that Jade Cargill's already surpassed her in ring. I, I would mm-hmm. settle down. I love yeah, Jade, I but settle down. I love Jade, but that, yeah, the brakes got to be pumped on that. One. Yeah, no, that, yeah, pump the brakes big time on that one. Yeah, that's. They're also two different wrestlers. Jade kind of yeah. wrestles. Like, Jade wrestles like Sid, only better. Yeah, and uh, maybe make and, the argument now that maybe she's having she she comes across as a better performer now, but her, her highs are not even close to Ronda's highs. Right. Yeah. Right. right. Well, Jade, J- Ronda's technical in-ring belt availability is comparative to Jade's promo ability, right? Like, I think that's where both of them have their strengths. Like, Jade's just a, Jade's a star. Like, Jade's just a bigger personality to a level. Like, I think even Ronda, as famous as she was before she got into pro wrestling, Ronda's never had, like, like, Ronda's had charisma, but Jade is just a star. Now, where Jade needs to tighten up is that bell to bell. But yeah, I think you can make a comparison that in terms of, Performance-wise, like the total package, Lex Luger, if you will, they're comparable. But in ring, yeah, Ronda is still uh, ahead of Jade at this point. And another thing, they also keep Jade away from the really talented workers in the division. It seems like um, so that that works against her also, where she's not working up to her. She's not getting a chance to go in the ring and get mm. improving with people with more. Who are, who are really just really, really, really good, you know? Yeah, they haven't mm. done like a, you know, like a Britt Baker or anything yeah. with her yet. Mm-hmm. But that's exactly. part of the appeal, I think. Then again, you know, I like, think the WWE's women's division are stronger than the AEW's women's division. Um, they are getting better, though. I got to say yeah. this. I, I've been one of, and I've, I'm honest. I Look, I admit when I'm going to say something. I have been very, <laughs> and Steve and Nate have said it too, Pete. I have been very quit- critical of... AEW's women's division for a long time. I think they even lagged behind, like, even Impact or even NWA. But overall, I think the division's getting a lot better. Uh, I was very, uh, I, Jamie Hayter, I've loved her for a while, yeah. and I'm happy she finally got her moment. Um, and a very uh, good match. 
a yeah, very, very good match. match. And I like Tony Storm. I hate the interim thing. I think that's fucking stupid, but that's just my opinion. Because that how is long over. is interim? Like, yeah. how long is Thunder Rosa going to be out? Well, like, how long is interim? interim anymore? She, she relinquished. Yeah, that is over as of, I believe, this week or last week. Yeah. Okay, so Jamie Hayter's like the official. Yes. Women's champion. Okay, good. I, I, <laughs> I feel like doing that is stupid, but that's just me. Um, I think the women's division is better. Um, it's getting there. I think a lot of it in the beginning was that's what that's what uh, Kenny was in charge of, and he didn't have a fucking mm-hmm, clue. Mm-hmm. So, so I think that's where that problem came in. Um, Jay, uh, one team that I think that I think is getting a little grumpy, and they've they've been a little vocal. Uh, is is uh, uh, FTR? Um, uh, they I, they're they're. Obviously, they have like a zillion belts. They're wrestling at Wrestle Kingdom. Who are they wrestling, uh, Steve? They, I don't think it's decided yet because I think that's going to be um, the whoever wins the tag uh, tournament yeah. that's going on right now will be uh, okay. against them. Okay. Okay. And then they're they're so they're 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 defending each pair of belts. They're defending right the ROH belts at Final Battle uh, a week from sat a week from this Saturday. So if you're listening to this on Friday, one week from tomorrow, the tenth. Uh, is final battle. We'll talk about that card in a couple minutes. Um, yeah, I mean, they, I think they even, I think, I think it was Dax maybe mentioned the other day that maybe they need to be off TV for a year or something. They were talking about. I don't know. If yeah, I think they. Cool. Yeah, I think they want to break. They, they want to break. They, they, yeah, they, they need to rest their bodies, and then they've really enjoyed doing what they're doing in in terms of like going to different indies and going around mm-hmm. the world. Uh, yeah, there's one. You guys saw that match they did. Uh, with the Rock and Roll Express, I mean that was pretty damn good. I mean, being able to do like a three and a half star match with freaking Robert. <laughs> at this point. Right. I know. Robert Gibson can barely move. I saw them I, about yeah, a year ago. He, he's got to use the ropes to hold everything up. You yeah, have to stand. <laughs> he was that, like that, leaning that, on the rope, trying to hold onto the tag rope when I saw I him. Yeah, right. Um, speaking of uh, speaking of the women's division, uh, tonight on. If you're if you're listening to this on Friday uh, tonight on Rampage, if you're listening to this after Friday, then this match already happened. Uh, Athena, who is actually going after the uh, ROH Women's Title at Final Battle, will be wrestling um, on Rampage tonight. Uh, she is taking on. Uh, say who she's wrestling. Um. No, she's just wrestling. It she says in action. Here's tonight's rampage lineup. Uh, oh God, Orange it's not a good Cassidy. one. Orange Cassidy is defending the All Atlantic Championship in a lumberjack match against QT Marsh. Yeah. Uh, Darby <laughs> Allen against Cole Carter. Jarrett and Lethal against Private Party. Uh, Renee is sitting down with Soraya. Swerve in your glory speaks to the crowd. Of course. Uh, Nate, your boys are not speaking or are no longer together. Let's let me let's talk about that for a minute. What do you think? Uh, who? What do you think going forward, Nate, for Keith and Swerve from here on out? I mean, I, I enjoyed the pairing, uh, but we've had this conversation before. Like to me, mm-hmm. I felt it was at once a bit of a step down for Keith Lee uh, to come in in this role, and also a bit of a a bit of a, a slight bit of a step up for a Swerve to kind of be associated with a guy mm-hmm. like Keith Lee, who 
coming off of not so much the Bearcat run, but the NXT run and then the indie run prior to that, like you would have thought this would have been like a top guy in AEW. But obviously we've discussed it. You know, he was still kind of getting his legs back under him from after his health scare. So mm-hmm. I think that, you know, the team ran its course. They put the belts on the acclaimed quicker than I thought they would, even though everybody loves the acclaimed. Uh, and I think that that was the right choice to make, you know, going with that squad. But I feel like one of the most intriguing things about AEW is now we're kind of in, in, in uncharted highway here. Like we're, we're past uh, the Muffin Man era. We're past uh, the, the era of Cody Devontae Rhodes. We're past the Jericho era. We're past uh, the Mox era for now. And I think maybe for good, probably. Uh, you know, he might get another run here or there down the line. But I think we're now in NJF, MJF's time, you know. And so the question is, who is going to rise up? Is it going to be a Ricky Starks? Is it going to be a Keith Lee? Is it going to be an Eddie Kingston? And I think that to me is maybe the most intriguing part about AEW television right now is that Tony Khan has a wide open field that he can give us intriguing matchups with this guy, MJF, who might be the best heel in the business of you, depending on who you ask, Steve Willie. <laughs> and we can get these matchups where I can believe Keith Lee as a believable challenge to MJF. Doesn't mean Keith Lee has to win, but I can believe that challenge. You know, I can believe uh, Ricky Starks or Eddie Kingston or anybody like that could yeah, be a know, believable you know, challenge. I, 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 like, I'm hearing you. I'm, I'm totally by the Keith Lee, but like Kingston seems like he gets a bigger reaction than all of them. Oh, yes. yeah. Kingston gets. Top five in the country. Or yeah, in the Kingston is a, yeah, he has had maybe the biggest benefit, the biggest bump from this company in terms of guys who were on the come up that we'd like him and MJF, maybe even uh, were guys that were on the come up, but AW very quickly supercharged their trajectory. Oh, for sure. Uh, and, but it also seems like AEW's put a ceiling on Kingston. Which is I, the kind of story that if Tony Khan is, is aware, Steve Willie, mm. that's the kind of story you want to tell for a guy that wants to fight MJF. It felt like they were going somewhere into, with Kingston's, like, having outbursts until mm-hmm. all of a sudden they got a hold of Akiyama. And so they quickly, like, mm. whoa, we got to do this. This is, uh, right. this is Eddie's dream. And we'll put that together. And so since since that moment, so that was full gear. I think that was, like, a week and a half or two weeks ago it will be at this point yeah uh, we haven't seen that you know yet uh, i i can actually see them doing a tag run moving up to the acclaim because i know that him and ortiz have had quite the winning streak mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. the winning streak going in, in terms of you know, just to get back to keith lee and swerve um i feel like that's been a mixed bag of long-term storytelling where they will do for a while, like right from the beginning, they were doing a lot of miscommunication. Do they trust each other? Mm-hmm. Then they were on the same page, but then, you know, then they would go back to once in a while, they'd have little spots in the match where they miscommunicate, but they wouldn't say anything. Then it was, it just kept kind of going back and forth. Um, and I, I think that a decent short tag uh, run. I, I thought the stuff between Swerve and Billy Gunn was just not good at all. Mm-hmm. Where I think Swerve, and I, I believe we've talked about this before, where I think we've really seen Swerve be helpful is with all of his connections. 
in the music industry and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. bringing different, you know, R&B and hip hop stars into, I mean, like, I don't know if you guys saw the the Rick Ross segment from a few weeks ago, but it was like laugh out loud funny. He was really good in a backstage segment. And, um, you know, I, I think they're going to have their little bit of feud here and they'll go on different paths. I think, you know, you said, uh, Nate, Swerve's kind of on on the come up and Keith's on the, you know, you know, coming down a little bit. I can see them. And, you know, I. I have some thoughts about this uh, next week when we talked about about Ring of Honor. I can see like Keith Lee kind of moving on and doing like stuff with someone like a like a Joe or a war, you know mm-hmm, more, mm-hmm. like more more bigger guy type stuff. Big meaty man slapping me. Yeah. Yep. And, and Swerve being on that card. Yeah, like a, like not on the same page as MJF, but a solid heel. They they need more actual heels, mm-hmm. and he's got some great mannerisms that he was not able to use in. WWE that he was not able to use in Lucha Underground, to be honest. So, yeah, I, I have really, really high on uh, Swerve, even higher than I was when he came in. Hmm. I, uh, I, maybe it's just me, but I, I don't know. I've never been the biggest Eddie Kingston guy. I don't know. I just, he never, I don't know. I never saw the allure <laughs> in him, but that's all right. It's all good. No, I mean, that, he was that, okay. That's, that's fair. That's fair. You don't, you know, that's fine. But the crowd definitely sees an allure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I, fine. That's all it counts, you know. Um, for, for me, I think some, like, the appeal for me, part of it is that, he, you know, he comes across as so authentic yeah. as a character. But just the sheer amount of times I saw him before AEW through, you know, all the Chikara and Ring of Honor and like mm-hmm. local indie stuff. I mean, that guy was everywhere and he was eating a lot of shit. Most, you know, a lot of it because of his own decisions in life. Um, and to see for God, I'm trying to think the, yeah, I probably, you know, watched him for like 10 years, just, you know, and, and then some of those indies, you get to actually talk to the guys. And, and then, you know, I know, you know, you too, Pete, have, have seen guys like this all the time. And I see him get his chance and not just get his chance. Like when he first came in, he wasn't supposed to do anything. He just came in and, you know, had that match with Cody. Yeah. And it was such a, you know, during the pandemic at that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was such a positive response that they signed him. Yeah. I, I didn't think he was going to be much of anything because, you know, either he was going to screw up somehow yeah. or, you know, like people are going to see him as a regular wrestler. I mean, like you said, Pete, man, this guy, he is over. The, yeah, like that, the image of also about like he, he was gonna have the biggest reaction once the pandemic ended. People people don't realize how over that guy is until mm-hmm. he gets in front of the live crowd and now you see it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. He does have a uh he does have a following. I I, I agree. That's he's got me. an everyman quality to him and Yeah, he um, has that Dusty Rhodes type of thing or the or the old uh, the bruiser Dick the Bruiser type of thing. Um, I mean, uh, then those guys are more characters than Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston seems real, like you know. Yeah. He has that Nick Gage type of thing, but uh, but it, but it's working on a bigger scale right now than Nick Gage just does. I mean, it's, uh, this might sound crazy to say, but I feel like like I like I like Mox. You know, we we all even Scotty has come around uh, mm-hmm. to join the Church of Mox. Yeah, a little. I feel. Like, I mean, you're still tithing every week, Scott. You know, uh, let, let's, not get, <laughs> let's not get cute for the listeners, man. Um, <laughs> I think, like, as much as I like Mox, to me, Eddie feels like, and I think, you know, Steve used that word, authentic. To me, Eddie feels like 
everything Mox is just a little bit realer. Yeah. In terms of like a guy that by all accounts, like probably should have flushed away his shot because of personal decisions or personal demons. And he's still out here fighting. And there's something about that that I think hooks people. And like, is is Eddie the best wrestler bell to bell? Obviously not. But I think there's something about him that just kind of connects with an audience, especially this AEW audience. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, it would not shock me if one day we're sitting here on main event talking about Eddie Kingston as AEW champion. Totally agree. I don't know if he'll ever be AEW. I, I think he definitely could be like the TNT champion. Mm-hmm. I can see that uh, too. I could see yeah. that. Yeah. A, world. I mean, if well, something. That, that's, that's again. That's where I think they have a ceiling on him. I mean, I. I, mm-hmm. I, I mean, his reaction yeah, I meant. says world champion reaction. You know. Oh no, definitely. Um. So. My my big thing is, and let's talk about it now. Um. While. We're in the company that owns them. Let's look at the card as we are, what, less, uh, just over a week away from Final Battle, which is coming up uh, a week from tomorrow, the 10th. This is the, um, it's a, oh, it's near, uh, you're a neck of the woods, uh, Pete, uh, yeah, College I'm, Park I'm Center. Thinking, I'm thinking of driving down to see the show, but I'm not 100% sure. I'm, I'm, College I'm, Park uh, Center in Arlington, yeah. Yeah, it's just up, it's up in the air for me on this one. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. This is the 21st final battle. Wow. But maybe if they had announced a full card, I you know, might make <laughs> Well, it's it, it's very much like Ring of Honor, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> right now there's right now there's three, three, matches. three matches. Yes. Uh Jericho will defend the uh world title against Claudio. If Claudio loses, he has to join the G- the uh appreciation society. Daniel Garcia will defend the uh pure title in a pure rules match against Wheeler Yuta. And as I said uh, earlier, Athena is getting a shot at Mercedes Martinez's uh, ROH women's title. So, um, do we think? Let me go around the horn, and then we'll we'll move on to Impact. I'll start with you, Steve. Right now, with twenty with thirty one days to go in the year, do you see ROH getting their own show at some point in twenty twenty three? Um, yes. Am I confident what type of channel or service it will be on? No. Like, I mean, it could be anything from just a streaming show to YouTube to, like, it's not going to be on, like, a TBS or TNT or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But I'll say yes. Okay. Pete? Oh, man. You know, I, I, you'd think Tony Khan, if he purchased the dang thing, it wasn't just for the library. You'd think he'd have, uh, have something lined up. But, <laughs> you know, if, I'm, I'm going to say no. And uh, if it is for the library, do something with it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Steve and they, I have talk, we've all been talking about a second show on the network for fucking, what, nine months or whatever the hell it happened? Yeah. Damn it! We want to watch classic raw ROH. Yeah, I think uh, actually I saw Charles uh, uh, made a joke that maybe they'll send Regal back to the WWE in, in exchange for 
the the for the the the, 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 the WWE's category library. So <laughs> they, they actually put Ooh. some old footage out because <laughs> Tony Khan just <laughs> respect the old footage. We'll yeah, give they, you Regal. You give us some. <laughs> we'll give you Regal. You give us room on the cock. <laughs> give us, give us a tab on the cock, and everything will be fine. Yeah, they uh, did. Um, just to real quick to you know go off the library. They did bring back the ROH club like the, the really quietly. They they redesigned it a little bit, but it still has. Um, it has like all the events for like maybe like the last. I'm just guessing right now, like six years or so, and then. A bunch of events from earlier on, but just like isolated ones. So yeah, yeah, like <laughs> unacceptable. Both, Steve Aloysius Willie. No, it is unacceptable, and and like both companies are, and and this is me. Like Scott, you are like this too. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. you're a completist like I am, and, and Pete, you are too. Pretty like I would say, the, the both companies are sitting like WWE sitting on that entire Evolve library, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. and the entire Progress library. They have it all. How hard is it to just upload stuff? That, you know, put some interns on it. I mean, what do we really want to watch on Peacock? Evolve or 1996 fucking superstars? I mean, really? <laughs> We're going to keep uploading 1996 fucking superstars. But I want to watch, watch the Teddy Hart documentary and do a review of it. Uh, that's Ooh. what I want to do. That's exciting do that. as hell to me. That was Maybe the one of yeah. Maybe that's something we'll talk about, Steve. Maybe ne- well, next. I, week. I just remember when they first, the network first launched, and I remember one of one of Meltzer's first talking points was, "Yeah, within the first year, they'll have all the Madison Square Garden shows up." Ha! Where are we now? Yeah. I mean, I know they're getting better, but my God, it's like fuck me. I know T- Justin and I had to like uh, go through our usual. Uh, yeah, I will unmentionable oh, yeah. back channels to get to, to get every. <laughs> yeah, Nate, Nate gave you his nefarious means cable network. Uh, exactly. Nefar- yes, exactly. Yes, yes, gave you the login. <laughs> the nefarious means. <laughs> uh, what do you think, uh, Nate? Does ROH get a show in 2023? First of all, Steve Willie. You know, as much as I love uh, my my good friend Steve Willie, mm. uh, he needs to stop the ROH slander. They're giving you all the classic Angelina love matches you can get for a low. <laughs> Low price, Steve Willie. How dare you disrespect the allure? Um, bro. But, but li- listen, bro. But, but that being said, Scott, mm-hmm. I feel like it all comes down to, like, it's nothing Tony Khan has the power to do, even though he's one of the richest people in wrestling. It's nothing that AW or always can, can affect or manifest. It comes down to what the state of Time Warner, HBO Max, Discovery, all of that mm-hmm. stuff is. Yep. going forward and we right. still don't know like we know you know Zaslow's in charge right now and he's in cost-cutting mode for a lot of their programming uh we know James Gunn is now you know the head honcho for the DC side of things but we don't know how they feel about AW like they've said that they wanted to go for more reality-based television versus scripted programming and wrestling is one of those things that kind of falls in the middle and doesn't fit really either side of that argument so I think if I were to, if you were to, you know, make me place a hundred dollar bet on FanDuel with AEW, uh, if ROH was going to get a show sometime next year, Scott, I would say probably yes. But it's not a sure thing by any stretch because the corporate over there is so chaotic right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even over it at is. Disney, they just they did a whole chopping block of, of people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, yeah, absolutely. So it's interesting. I always like asking, and hopefully, 
maybe we can get our our buddy Brandon back on at some point in 2023, and he can kind of give us some insight on on uh, on those things uh, as well. Um, I'll, I'll see if I can uh, I'll see if I can make something happen at the uh, post wrestling festivus party. Yes, please, please. <laughs> when you serve the leftover of the fried turkey that we had at the uh, Thanksgiving bash. Um, yes, it's all in the freezer, ready to be refried. Yeah, you go. Exactly. Uh, there's nothing um, better than frozen fried turkey. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So, the big news uh, in Impact World is that uh, they have a new distribution deal. This is a big deal. Um, what is it? Dazen? Dazen? What the hell is it called again? Dazone. Dazone. Anthem Sports and Entertainment and DAZN announced uh, earlier in the week that their new international partnership will deliver Impact Wrestling to more than 170 countries worldwide beginning today. Or this was last earlier in the week, actually, November 29th. So this was on Tuesday. Uh, a promo for the partnership could be seen below. The multi-year agreement will give DAZN viewers more than 170 countries, including the U.K., Ireland, Austria, Switzerland, France, Poland, Spain, uh, Italy, Viva Italia, uh, Japan, Brazil, and the Netherlands, who the U.S. is playing on Saturday, by the way, in the World Cup, access to the weekly Impact series, plus pay-per-view events and other programming such as select titles from Impact's archives. Dazin can be accessed, uh, assessed, accessed, accessed on smart TVs, gaming consoles, Amazon Fire TV slash Fire TV Stick, Google Chromecast, Apple TV, and da 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 I've seen the dozen. Uh, big deal, uh, Nate. Big deal for Impact here. A uh, little international flair. They, they needed this. Yes. I mean, if you thought Impact was taken off before, Pete, wait until the Dutch get a hold <laughs> of this action. <laughs> get a hold of this excitement on their TV screens. Uh, but all jokes aside, Scotty, I think it is a good deal. You know, as... As much as, and I was reminded of this last uh, week, uh, you know, or a couple weeks ago now, I guess, when uh, Post Wrestling had their five-year anniversary, I was reminded of my initial animosity towards Anthem because uh, of how they did the Fight Network. And, you know, everybody over at Law, Live Audio Wrestling, uh, you know, I, I had no time for Anthem right, Sports. Right. But I think this is actually a good deal for them. It's not some game-changing deal. You know, there's, they will still be impact. You know, there's still a ceiling, to use Pete's word of the night. There's still a ceiling for the reach of impact wrestling. But I think the more opportunities you have to put your product in front of people's eyeballs, the better. Particularly when you talk about some of those European countries. Because even when Dixie was fumbling the bag with impact, those Europe shows, particularly in the UK, mm, were the always ones, hot. Yeah. Those are great. So I think... Yeah, I think it's a it's a good deal for Impact. Uh, hopefully, it, it extends to America because I'm somebody who is basically watching Impact through YouTube clips because I got tired of watching them on Twitch. And so maybe if I if there's an app on my smart TV that I can just click and watch Impact, uh, other than Pluto TV, you know that, that that'd be great. Well, uh, I know it's on Fire TV because I've seen the Dazen. Uh, um, app so mm -hmm. that is possible uh the next here's the thing maybe maybe this says more about me than it does about impact scott mm -hmm. i'm still an impact plus subscriber and i may be like one of those like vip subscribers on youtube for like a dollar a month and i still don't watch a whole lot of impact so maybe that says more about me 
than it does about impact. But but I think you know having it on a dozen or the zone or whatever whatever this acronym is, it, it's it's good because it's somebody like me that might have a an outside interest in this company. It makes it easier, you know, and, it, and that accessibility is uh, a good thing in this day and age where there's so much competition for your yeah. streaming eyeballs. Right. Well, I use Impact Plus because of our awesome and hopefully soon to be returning in 2023 I'm TNA pay per view recaps. Even though Pete, <laughs> uh, TNA shamed us and says he won't do it with us, silly boy. He walked <laughs> out. Of, he That's walked fine. out of the sand. He walked out of the TNA sandbox and took his ball and went home. <laughs> you got to join us, Pete. At the lot. we'll talk about it. But yeah, the the the. Uh, Main event TNA pay-per-view recaps we, will be we went We went for the hot tag for Pete on these TNA recaps, and he just hopped off the apron and walked back. <laughs> he just left. He walked out on us. I, I he heard they he embarrassed shit us in the wrestle That's all I heard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they, like Sid. I heard they right? put He's on the show at WrestleCade and used different gimmick names. <laughs> oh, yeah, like their yeah comedy show thing that they do? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Sid, uh, Peach short armed us like Sid on that science event. <laughs> uh, maybe I'm tagging. Uh, I'm not Make watching any. I'm not watching Quick. any 2003 Raven, bro. Sorry. <laughs> Quick, um, breaking TNA news or Impact news uh, for real. Um, yes. They wrote off Eric Young on Ooh. this week's Impact, and it's basically been confirmed by Meltzer that he's going back, um, or PW Insider, that he's heading back to WWE. I, oh wow! I, yeah, I don't know. really. Um, well, he's a he's a Triple H guy because you know sanity. Well, yeah, I could. can see him more backstage stuff, but I have to read this paragraph because this is very impact. And and I know like I I do kind of wish I had more energy to. I, I just have too much <laughs> wrestling to watch. I have infinite yes. amounts. Um, but this is a great paragraph. Eric Young was written off in storyline on Thursday's impact on access when he appeared to be killed by fellow violent by design member Diener in a vignette taped in a prison. The two men were fighting over a shiv when Young urged Diener to eliminate the sickness, quote, and that while he was the designer of VBD, Diener was the design. PW Insider reported the vignette was filmed in secret. So Mm. the new version of... Of uh, what's this group called? Uh, Violent by Design uh, is going to. Oh God, oh boy, is uh, Dean? Is he Cody Deaner in his name? Yes. Uh, Big Con, also known as Connor from the Ascension in WWE, and uh, Angels, formerly known as Alan Angels, uh, that one guy that was hanging around the Dark Order. Mm. Mm. <laughs> All right, maybe I don't need to watch Impact. <laughs> now, nah, uh, yes, thank mm. you. Steve. Of course, their next pay-per-view, Hard to Kill, as uh, uh, will be taking place January 13th. That's pretty apropos for their company uh, name. Too. Yes, exactly. Yes. They are the, they're but like apparently, the Eric Young wasn't too hard to kill in that prison. Yes, <laughs> yes exactly. I do like uh, their, uh, they, they're killing, uh, their, when people leave the company, they uh, kill them off in storyline. Not story-wise, like they did with like Regal. They they literally kill them off. <laughs> literally, yes. <laughs> Death. Murder I think yeah, they did that to Kimberly as well. I, I yeah, I mean that, that's that's a TNA, much like a lot of gangs in the '90s. It's blood in, blood out. Like you know, if you want to <laughs> leave this this TNA lifestyle, this Impact Wrestling lifestyle, Steve Willie, there's only one way out, man. <laughs> Shipping to prison. Right. Uh, that's right. <laughs> there's only one way out. 
Free TV. <laughs> they've, nope. they've rented an entire prison out just specifically to write people off. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, so their next show, Hard to Kill, January 13th at Center Stage in Atlanta. Two matches are set right now. Josh Alexander will defend the Impact title against Bully Ray. Bully Ray won the Ugh. call your shot. I know. Ugh. Jesus. Mm. He won the call your shot uh, gauntlet thing at Bound for Glory. Like Why, shit. I don't know, but he did. And then Jordan Grace versus Mickey James, title versus career. So if that'll be good. If Mickey James cannot beat Jordan Grace for the knockouts title, she must retire, which I think is going to happen. So, and Jordan Grace will then lead her to a prison. And we know <laughs> yes. what happens next. <laughs> we know what's next. She's going to hide a shiv in her muscles, and that'll be the end of that. <laughs> or if you watch her on Twitter, there's nothing that she can hide anywhere. But that's the story altogether if you follow her on Twitter. Anyway, uh, so, um, all right. So before we wrap up, uh, great show tonight, guys. Had a blast. Fun, 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 fun debate, fun discussion. Uh, let us talk about, uh, uh Mr. Schirmacher. Pete, you, uh, bought the, uh, Ricky Steamboat's last match show that was on Which, fight. Yeah. What'd you think? I, ironically called the return of the dragon, but it was like basically his last match. They, <laughs> uh, Which is crazy. Yeah. Um, it was a fun match. Uh, the, the the card was was you know was what it was. This company uh, kind of they've been booking FTR in type of type of different matches, I and mean, they did they offered a bundle package. I I didn't do the whole bundle thing. I only got the the one show. Um, but they are offering a three or three for FTR. They they did the Rock and Roll Express match that I talked on earlier, which was actually a really good match. Um, and then they also did another tag match against. Um, uh, uh, Arn's son and uh, uh, Pillman Jr. and they mm-hmm. had a heck of a match with those guys. But yeah, this is about the return of Ricky Dragon, a steamboat, and you know if you really compare it to like how Flair's, I mean, I, I, how many of you guys saw that debacle with uh, the Flair retirement match? Uh, I did not. I wanted to, but mm-hmm. uh, um, it's you still got to buy it. It's been what four yeah. months. And you still okay. got to fucking buy it on, on Fight TV. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I was I was planning on watching it when I got it. It was one of the first things I was going to watch. And I was like, yeah, it was not cheap either. No, it's yeah. still like 40 bucks or whatever. It's it's ridiculous. I mean, they, they, they got uh, pieces of that ring mat to move, man. Come on, guys. I know, right? They got to they cut the ring up so they could add it to, you know, the $9,000 uh, package <laughs> that you got to get. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, that, that match was very depressing. I mean, Flair almost dies. He can't even throw a chop. He doesn't know his limitations. He still thinks he's Ric Flair. I mean, they go almost a half hour in a tag Ooh. match. Um, just mistakes. Steamboat, way smarter, and just shows what a smarter worker he always was. Um, they did a six-man tag with about 17 minutes. He teamed with FTR. Against uh, Jay Lethal doing the Black Machismo, so doing a, a you know a savage knockoff. They had they had uh, what's our Arn's kid's name? Is it Brian Anderson or whatever Brock. it is? Brock. Brock, Brock Anderson. Anderson. That's it. And, and they had a mystery partner who ended up being Nick Aldis. Um, and I, I read online, someone goes, "Why did Nick Aldis? He has nothing to do with this." I go, "I'm thinking to myself, dude, you're just missing it." I mean, okay. They had a guy cosplaying Randy Savage, and Nick mm-hmm. Aldis is like is kind of like an anomaly 
not an anomaly, but what's the word we use? We'll call it a melting pot of Dory Funk Jr., Harley Race, Ric Flair. Mm -hmm. It's it's Steve Boat's NWA opponents type thing. So yeah, and the best NWA champion in recent memory. Sorry, Tyrus. I totally agree. (laughs) So he fits. He fits in there. And so you know, in in this sixteen seventeen minute match, I bet. Steamboat worked maybe four minutes of it. He mm. got a little, little bit of a shine. Uh, got some home spots. Arn even got up on the apron, fed him for a bump. Um, you got to see Steamboat do what he does well. Did a, maybe do a three-minute heat segment where he's selling. And who the only person who could sell probably better right now in, in, the, in wrestling was probably Rey Mysterio Jr. Um, mm. And we got to see it. And he did his, did his, you know, selling and dying for the crowd, selling with his hands. So you got, you know, you got the big arm drag. He looked great for sixty nine years old. Mm-hmm. Um, he wore a shirt, but unlike these guys, just wear t shirts. He actually had a designer uh, dragon shirt. He looked sharp. Uh, I would, I'm shocked that he was sixty nine. It looked like he had, you know, this is a. Last match was like 12 years ago. Um, and even then, he was having like, according to like Dylan Hales, was having like four star matches with Drew McIntyre on house shows that he saw. <laughs> hey, um, the Jericho stuff too. He was looking yeah. good in that. Yeah. Well, exactly. I, was at, I, was at the, uh, I was at the Backlash 09 in Providence when he wrestled Jericho in the singles match. It was, it was fucking great. It was great. great. Yeah. And that really 10 man tag after Raw. I mean, that mm-hmm. was brilliant. Um, and that's how kind of how what it felt like here. This is about Ricky Steamboat, FDR. They they just they told a great story, um, and then it was just a fun fun way to cap a career. Like you know, if you're gonna do this, um, I think he went out way better than how Flair went out, and he looked good. He should be proud of, of what he put out there. It was an all-time classic match, no, but it was a good match, um, mm-hmm. and yep. uh, something uh, he should hang his hat on for being sixty-nine fucking years old and nice. being able to perform. And you know, he did what you you know, he had his moments of being Ricky Steamboat, and that that was really cool. Mm. Uh, I agree. I, I that's awesome, and I really wish Fight would start giving this shit away. I mean, what's What's the point of paying for Fight Plus? What do you just get? You just get a, a cavalcade of crap, yeah. pretty much. I mean, they don't even give you any of the good stuff, like, after a month. Why the hell are you still charging $40 for fucking the Ric Flair package? The thing is four months old. And Flair aged, has aged 12 years in those four months. I mean, yeah. really? <laughs> Jesus. Oh, my God. Anyway. Um... So, yeah, so we uh, hopefully, uh, you know, Fight TV will put a little, you know, something on that. So us Fight Plus uh, subscribers can uh, can uh, hop in. Uh, Gentlemen, uh, that was an exceptional program as we are back from uh, the holidays. Thank you. It is an honor to have you here with me. And I love doing the show with you. Uh, So we're going to actually be back next week again, because this was kind of our extra week. We'll be back next week, which would be our normally scheduled episode and uh we'll talk some stuff and uh steve willie's got a fun little project he wants to play with us guys mm. he's gonna bring steve's gonna bring special toys over to play for the play date next week mm. um 
Uh, but let's uh, let's go around. Uh, Pete, where can everyone find you? Hey, you can find me on Twitter at uh, Titans O Wrestling. There we go. Uh, Steve? Uh, you can find me on Insta, uh, Steve Willie One, and <laughs> a possibly. Yeah, I, I, I possibly will post there actually soon. I got I got something for Nathan. I'm going to put up there. Uh, I've been meeting. Mm. I'll do it tomorrow. Um, I'm possibly going to be in the AEW podcast. Did you know what that means with Andrew Reese and Jordan Duncan next mm. week? I uh-huh. I only say possibly because Reese has just started to send me like his 40 page. That's not not a joke. Uh, his 40 page outline and telling me to do this and do that. He hasn't actually asked me to be on the podcast, but he is <laughs> sending me stuff to do for the podcast. So <laughs> I mean, it's very, it's very Risharian or uh, Rishian. Rishian. I love, I love, I love. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually texted Jordan last night. I'm like, um, everything okay like are you gonna be there? Am I like, what's going on? <laughs> Why am I getting 30 texts from Andrew Rish? I love uh, that. I love, so much. I love my boogie of the bayou. I always do. Uh, Nathaniel, what is going on besides delicious fried turkey over on the Kings of Sport Patreon? Yes, check out the Kings of Sport Patreon, especially now more than ever in this holiday season when laptops are dying. I had to take my laptop, Steve Willie, mm. to a prison cell next to Eric Young and, and <laughs> Cody Diener and, and put a shiv in it. Yes. Uh, so sign up for the Patreon, patreon.com backslash the Kings of Sport. Five bucks gets you in the door. If you want to be on the VIP level like Steve and Scotty, you can pay more, and I won't object. Uh, you know, we've got over 300 hours of audio and video content, wrestling, sports, pop culture, movie reviews. Uh, eventually, maybe before the end of the year, I'm going to get a crew together to do a review of Wakanda Forever for the Patreon because mm. I saw that movie, really enjoyed it. It's a different kind of Marvel movie, but I, I still had fun with it. So uh, that's uh, to come for the rest of the year. Uh, and here's here's something, Scott. Mm-hmm. This is, uh, you know, one of the many reasons. Well, I won't say many. That's a bit harsh. But one of the reasons why someone could have the opinion that I'm a better person than than Brother Reese, because I will offer an extended invitation to Steve Willie this Saturday night, if he's not doing anything, uh, mm-hmm. to hop on the NWA podcast for our year-end episode, 9 God. o'clock Saturday night post-wrestling. Uh, you know, Steve, I know it's short notice, but I'm, mm. I'm extending the invitation to you, brother, uh, to hop on the show. We're going to be doing our year end show talking about the biggest stories of the year. Obviously, we'll probably be talking about Vince a lot. Scott, uh, we'll talk about the Muffin Man uh, a bunch. Uh, Cody Devontae Rhodes, some of the big stories from the year in pro wrestling. Uh, so you can check that out over at Post. Uh, and for everything else, uh, you can check me out on Elon Musk's Twitter at and the number eight. M-O-Z-A-I-K at Nate Mosaic on Twitter. Mm. Yes, and if you get enough tweets, you can get one of the 367 uh, empty Diet Coke cans that's on his uh, nightstand <laughs> that he's kept there since <laughs> since uh, the first the first rocket failed in space. Um, the, one, the, one, the, one, the one William Shatner wasn't on. Uh, anyway, of course, you can follow me on Twitter, uh, both uh, at Scott C. Podfather, and of course, please follow the brand on Twitter at PTB and wrestling, we have a gold star, not a blue one, or whatever they give you. Mm. What is the asterisks or whatever the fuck that shit is? Anyway, I mean, uh, either way, you've got to pay eight ninety nine for it. Exactly. Um, <laughs> good lord. Anyway, um, uh, well, thank God we don't have to pay Zuckerberg for Facebook because that's just a slot. <laughs> not, yet. Anyway, not yet. Not so, yet. Yeah, I know. 
Yeah, because he's broke. Yeah, right. Anyway, uh, <laughs> what you don't have to pay for is all the great stuff we have on the PTB Wrestling Network, which you're listening to right now. Uh, we had new episodes of With This Ring, a uh, new episode of Highway to the Impact Zone. Uh, after a week off of the holiday, uh, tomorrow morning, uh, if you're listening to this on Friday, the Doctor and I will return for a brand new episode of the NWA Saturday Special. We'll recap the last couple weeks on Power and get you uh, into the new year. Uh, new episode coming up of the Place Be Podcast, uh, Cyber Sunday 2008, our next episode with JR and I and our special guest. Also, uh, new episode coming up later this month of Through the Looking Glass. Guys, we're doing a mailback episode, me and uh, Dave, so please get in your, your uh, questions and queries on if we were in an alternate universe and we were able to change things, what would you want to change and how? Uh, so if you have any specific examples Ooh. that aren't too verbose, uh, please feel free. That's our special Christmas episode this month on Through the Looking Glass. Dave and I are going to uh, take your questions and requests. So please, whether it's the pay- place to be page, you can email me, maineventpoint at gmail.com, or you can uh, message me on, uh, you can private message me on Twitter at Scott C. Podfather. Give me your uh possible what you would think in an alternate universe of how it how you would change something whether it's a a heel turn a title uh whatever something fun uh that dave and i could change in an alternate universe through the looking glass so that'll be coming up later this month here on the uh on the network and we are officially in the last month for you to hand in your ballots for your uh five-year revisited gwwe superstar list get it in by new year's eve uh, check the uh, play, check the uh, Facebook page for uh, the link and get it in. And uh, yeah, as this dreadfully boring Patriots Bills game. <laughs> thank God, uh, this was uh, God. That game was a slog. Um, <laughs> Pat's uniforms were cool though. Uh, we'll be quick back question on these on these ballots, Scotty. Just for the yes. listeners out there, maybe they need some clarification. Sure. Is it too late to write Herschel Walker in as my top star? No, I ballot? already did. I already did six times, so you're fine. Uh, <laughs> one for each team you played for. Georgia, the Generals, the Cowboys, the Vikings, the Eagles, the Giants. Back to the Cowboys. <sighs> I, I love you, Herschel. Anyway, um, so we'll be back, yes, next week. This was our bonus episode for all of you. Next week will be our regularly scheduled episode of the main event. Uh, as we will be, we'll preview uh, ROH Final Battle, which will be next Saturday. And uh, Steve has a little game for us. Steve's bringing toys Ooh. over. Yay! Uh, for Brother Pete, Brother Nate, Brother Steve, I am Brother Scott. You have been in the main event. Welcome back. It's great to have you. We will talk to you in one week. Hey, Steve Willie. Hey, Nate Milton. You know, Steve, normally this is a time for, for, for jokes and, and, and shenanigans and whatnot. But right now, I have a real bone to pick with you and i'm sorry that i'm bringing it up on the podcast scott but steve mm. you you share everything with me i thought we were friends you know I, I see pictures on your instagram of all your the great pizzas you've eaten and all the fun <laughs> times you've had with your kids why didn't you tell me you started a new business uh, i was trying to keep it on the download until everything was all you know the eyes are dotted and the t's are crossed well 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 i am crossed with you steve mm. willie because you didn't tell me you started a business with somebody we talked about in this very episode, arguably the greatest baby face in the history of professional wrestling. You opened up a seafood restaurant with the dragon. So yeah. 
My my New Year's resolution, Steve, is I want you to make this up to me by giving me reservations on New Year's Eve to you and the Dragons' new restaurant, Steamboat Willie's. 